Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is Jim. It's just me today, so no video camera. This is just an audio-only episode. But I want to go through some questions that I think you could and should be asking yourself today. And these are specifically, especially for those who find themselves in a rut, in a bit of a business rut. Either you feel bored or you feel unqualified or uncertain. You're just not sure if you're doing this right. These are the questions that you can begin to ask yourself and to answer honestly that will put you back onto a good path. Now, what qualifies me to do this? I don't have a degree in psychology. I haven't ever necessarily studied business motivation topics, but what I have done is seen thousands of people launch businesses. I've seen a bunch of them succeed and I've seen a bunch of other people give up. I don't believe anyone actually fails until they give up. So you could say they failed, but I wouldn't qualify that. I'd call it a temporary pause until they decide they're going to plow forward again. People all the time rise and fall. They gain fortunes and lose them and plow forward. And other people stub their little toe and cash in their chips and quit for good. It's what you're made of at some point that becomes the determination of, are you going to stick with it or not? But if you're in a rut, you feel stuck, you're uncertain about the next steps, this is a list of questions I'm not going to answer for you. No one can answer these questions for you. You have to answer them honestly. And we're just going to work through them in no particular order. I didn't spend a lot of time putting these into some kind of logical order, but I'm going to talk about each one of them and why I think it's an important question. And I can do this myself. I could go through this exercise myself and benefit from it any time. Now, why these particular questions? I think these questions help get to the heart of what you're made of, what your motivations are. Are you looking at the right thing for the right reasons? Are you asking yourself good, honest questions? Because so frequently, these people that that I encounter and I get on the phone with them. These are coaching students. These are real people with real lives, real bills to pay, spouses, kids, obligations, commitments, and they're struggling. How do we get them out of that? Well, these are the kind of questions that get us to a place where you're heading in a good direction again. Asking and answering these questions, honestly. If you're going to spend some time with me, these are some of the questions that I might ask you, depending on your circumstance. So, Let's start with the first one. And I think this is a good one. How do I know if the business I'm in is the right business for me? Now, there's a few ways to come at this. There's some very popular people out there in the business motivation, business education niche that have a completely different take than I do on this question. Remember, one of the things I committed to all the way back in episode zero of this podcast, I committed to only delivering what I feel deeply in my heart and know and understand, not my opinion. My opinion is completely useless on just about everything. But what I've learned from applying biblical principles, those time-tested 2,500-year principles that have worked over and over and over repeatedly, and I would argue have never actually failed anyone if they've applied them. Entire cultures have risen on these principles and applying them. So you don't have to go out and figure out which principles work for you and which ones you're going to adopt and which ones you don't like and how you feel about this and that. You don't need that. That's a complete waste of time, I would argue, because the proven principles that work repeatedly and consistently are already in place. I call it the world's longest longitudinal study of life, business, relationship principles. 
they just flat out work. Regardless of your worldview, they work. So let's go back to our question, which business model is right for me? Now, if I come at that from a biblical standpoint, which again, that's the foundation I'm going to use today in helping you answer these questions for yourself, honestly, some people would say, well, are you? how do you feel about it? How does it make you feel? When you get up in the morning, do you feel good about yourself doing this business? Is this what you're passionate about? Is this what you're... And you know, we need to spend time doing things that we enjoy. That's an important part of life. The music we enjoy, the books we read, the people we hang out with, do I like it? Am I enjoying it? That's an important question to ask yourself quite often in life. It's a relevant question. When it comes to a business model though, I'm not convinced it's a relevant question. I think the question needs to be rephrased slightly to become even more powerful. So if you're just saying, I don't know if this feels right for me, that's not the right question. Am I able to effectively serve others with this business model is the right question, as evidenced by them being willing to pay me. Now we got an interesting question, because again, I go back to this dry cleaner. I'd love to meet the guy who runs the dry cleaners in our area, and you could use any number of what you might consider boring businesses or occupations that you could have, the different kinds of ways you could serve your fellow man, and you'd find a great deal of them boring. And I would say that pretty much everyone else does too, probably including the person that runs that business. Have you ever thought about that? Maybe they think it's boring. I highly doubt that anyone gets super excited about applying the right amount of starch to a shirt. Now there's employees who do it with excellence and they do it with pride, but I'm saying the guy that owns that business isn't passionate about people having clean socks. No, he's passionate about serving his customers well. What do people need? How can I provide that? And as you begin meeting that need, you get very passionate about the results you get, the thank yous that you get, the appreciation that you get, the virtual audience of people clapping. And since that really doesn't pay the bills, what they do instead is they give you green pieces of paper called money. And you know you're doing it right when that happens. Certificates of appreciation. So instead of saying, hey, which business model is right for me? What was I made for? What am I passionate about? Apply that to your hobbies. Apply that to your free time. Apply that to how you volunteer, perhaps. But when it comes to business, saying, does this fit me? I think we put far too much relevance and weight on that particular question. And maybe you are too. Because if you're looking for that one perfect inch wide thing that you can step into somewhere out there that totally suits, odds are you're going to end up, and, and this is the illustration I make, if it was for me, if someone had said, hey, just you know, do something you love, find something you love, and then find a way to make money doing it. Now, I disagree with that because I doubt that I could ever make any money sitting on the bank of a river with a fishing pole and a tackle box, which sounds good to me. I'm passionate about it. I could really enjoy that. If I did that all day, every day, man, I'm not serving many other people really well doing that. That's what I'm passionate about or playing basketball. I'm not good enough to get paid to do it. There was a couple year period there where I maybe could have made some money in Europe on a pro team, maybe a little bit, but not a career, certainly. But I'm very passionate about it. Get me talking about basketball sometime. Come on, I'm an Indiana guy. I'll talk your ear off. I'm very passionate about it. But there's no way for me to make money playing that game. And I'm not passionate about the, the shoes or the clothes or helping other people buy the right basketball. No, I'm talking about playing. I'm only passionate about playing and there's no way for me to make money playing. It just isn't. I, I pay to play. I pay to go to the gym. I pay to get into tournaments with other guys my age, old dudes that still like to play. I'm not making any money and I'm very passionate about it. 
Maybe I could make a few bucks with a blog, perhaps, but certainly couldn't reach the thousands, tens of thousands, at this point, hundreds of thousands of people that I'm reaching by just saying, hey, I've learned how to do some creative things online. Do you want to learn, follow along, be part of this team? Did I start off passionate about selling random widgets to strangers? No, I did not. Am I passionate about teaching people to become financially independent now? Now that I've seen that I'm able to do it? Yeah, it's super exciting. It got exciting when people started paying me. That's when it got exciting because I said, hey, I'm good enough to people to pay me. I'm going to keep going down this road. So that's the first question. Which business model is right for me? Is this right for me? I don't think that's as much of an introspective question as it is, I'm going to look and see how effective I am at doing this as measured by, can I make it work? And if you can put money in the bank, you will start to get very passionate about it very quickly because now you're making it about others. Are others responding to what I'm bringing? So be other-oriented when you ask yourself, is this right for me? Am I capable of delivering value to others is a better way to ask that question. And again, this isn't the end-all, be-all list of questions that you must pay attention to just out of experience. I'm telling you, I've been down this road a lot with a lot of people. And it's sad for me to see, for example, typically it's maybe young men in their 20s. Like, "Ah, I just need to go find myself and explore and see the world for two, three, seven, nine years. I don't know how long does it take to figure out that until you start serving others, you're not going to find a lot of meaning. It's a dead end path. It just is. And I believe that's a very biblical-based message. Make your life about others. Okay, so here's another question. And I'm going to be jumping around a little bit here. You may be challenged by some of these and not by others. But here's the next one. What if this business fails? You should be asking yourself going into any new venture, what if this fails? What does it look like if it fails? What am I left with? How deep of a hole am I digging here? How bad could this get? What are my other options if this doesn't work out? Those are smart questions to be asking. What if this fails? And the thing I love about what we teach around here and the reason we've been so focused on selling physical products on specifically Amazon as a great beginner business model for virtually anyone around the world, it's such a beautiful model, is because the failure is, if you do it the way we teach you, is barely a pain. There's barely any pain to be felt. The worst case scenario is you liquidate out your liquidor, your inventory for about what you paid. Maybe you lose a little. Because remember, we don't start any students out going super deep into private label and teaching you how to sell the products later. No, we test small. That means you lose small. And on those small tests, you could win big and find some huge winners. That's what you hear on this podcast all the time. People who have experimented around, found a few products, one of them just takes off and suddenly they're calling friends all over the country going, you've got to go buy as many of this product as you can. It's super hot. We're going to make a ton of money. Let's sell this, right? And just this massive spike. Well, they didn't go guess on the product. They got the evidence before they went in deep. That's what makes what we teach different. So what if it fails? Well, you want to minimize your failure rate. There's just no need to do business the way it's been done for the past several decades when the option is now available to you to fail small, test small, and win big. So what if it fails? It's not going to hurt all that much. You just liquidate out the stuff that you've got that you know is selling very hot. That's the model we teach. You don't want to go so far down a road that you've spent weeks, months, years 
and pour tens of thousands of dollars into something because I'm passionate about it. This is what I wanted to work. The world needs to love me because of this. I'm good at it. I enjoy it. Nope. Nobody cares what you're good at and what you enjoy unless it brings value to them. So why not start with a model that brings value to others? That's the point I'm making here. And what if it fails? Well, that question becomes insignificant if you're taking tiny risks going into that model. We put a lot of thought. There's a lot of business strategies we could be teaching around here. If you've been in our community very long at all, you know we've got the attention of a lot of people. We could be promoting the flavor of the month business opportunity around here. We could be jumping from topic to topic. Hey, affiliate marketing. Hey, be an author. Hey, do this, do that, do these things over there. We're very intentional though that we have an offer, a baseline offer that we believe virtually anybody with some motivated time, effort, and energy can begin to see results. So you have a platform you can work off of and then begin to experiment in other business opportunities. And this platform that we operate on, it's Amazon. It's typically the replens business model, selling items on shelves all around you. You pay a few shoppers to go buy them or you go buy them yourself, either online or in retail stores, teach you how to research and flip them fast. What if that model fails? You burn through your inventory, you shut it down, you lost a few dollars. That's your worst case scenario because at no point are we letting you go in deep until you really know what you're doing. Okay, so what if it fails is an important question if you're looking at going into, say, a franchise and they want $100,000 up front. They're telling you it's going to be at least three or four years before this works out. Well, that's a different type of business adventure. We don't do that here. So ask yourself that question. What if it fails? How bad could it get? How ugly is it? You don't need a great backup plan around here because it won't be ugly. The worst case will be you've spent some time learning some new skills. And by the way, those skills are extremely useful in helping other people get their products sold online. There's no shortage of products that can be sold. Okay, so let's jump on to the next one. I really love this one. What relationships am I building with this business? I've helped people solve some really big business challenges when they feel like they're at a fork in the road. Do I go left or do I go right? I just don't know. And I love to put the brakes on and say, let's think about the people involved in each path, path A, path B. Are you abandoning any really good, solid relationships to take either one of those paths? Are you enhancing relationships that have a lot of positive momentum in your life with path A or path B? Which area, which path holds the most potential for you to have the most high quality relationships with new people? You know, which one is it? That really helps a lot of people make a great decision. And I would argue this community, the people of this community that are meeting each other, getting involved in each other's lives, they're doing life together, vacations together, they're meeting up at our events two weeks early and staying a week late so they can go take trips together and they're in each other's weddings. You know, that's the kind of people you want to be hanging out with. That's the kind of entrepreneurial spirit, that power of that entrepreneurial spirit that just creates some of these amazing families. And we've got some great relationships just waiting for you in this community. There's other great communities out there too, but before you launch into a business, if you're hitting a whole reset on the relationship base of your life, that's not a good idea. That's why I just shake my head in disbelief. Sometimes I see these young families pick up and move their family across the country for a $15,000 a year raise abandoning all these great relationships and friendships that they've established. And this is biblical, by the way. There's very much an emphasis on being where you're planted and enhancing those relationships and letting it almost be a generational thing. This is where we're from. This is our land. This is where we 
do things. We're known for this. We've built a reputation here and my kids are going to benefit from the relationship. And the, the benefit for my kids is going to be very tangible for those relationships and our reputation that we've established here. You know, hit a big reset button and throw all that away for some reason, right? So I could dive into the biblical rationale of these. I'm not necessarily going to do that on each of them, but for those who are interested, I certainly could. We could go very deep and dive on any of them. These aren't concepts I've come up with. This is 2,000 plus year old wisdom applied to helping you make a good business and life direction decision, especially if you find yourself being a little burnout or a little confused about the direction of your business. That's what I'm trying to talk through here. We'll get back to the episode in just a few seconds, but I got to take a quick break and tell you about today's sponsor, buymyskew.com. What you can do there is sell your excess inventory. If you've got some stuff that you can't sell, jump over to buymyskew.com, list it there. Other sellers, other online sellers who are using eBay, Amazon, Facebook Marketplace, they will jump in and grab your stuff. It's a beautiful way for sellers to work with other sellers and get rid of your excess inventory. During the month of October, they've set up a really cool special just for the listeners of this show. If you use the promo code SILENT50, when you list your inventory, you'll get 50% off your listing fees. Again, that's silent, the word silent, and then the number five, then the number zero, silent 50, gets you 50% off as a listener. Hey, jump over to buymyskew.com. Tell them we sent you. Let's get back to the program. This is 2,000 plus year old wisdom applied to helping you make a good business and life direction decision, especially if you find yourself being a little burnout or a little confused about the direction of your business. That's what I'm trying to talk through here. Okay, so next, what success are others seeing in this business, doing these strategies? Are others doing it successfully? Because remember, there's truly nothing new under the sun. There's not some new, wow, the world has never seen that before. It's not out there. Everything that's happening, it's either a slight twist, a very old concept, or it's a new paint job on something that's been around a while. It's just a slightly sped up version of something that used to happen slowly. There's nothing new out there when it comes to business. There truly isn't. And I know your wheels are spinning like, oh, well, you know, cell phones didn't even exist. You know, like it's communication. Communication's always been around. It's faster now. You can communicate with a whole lot more people. You need to be taking advantage of that fact that you can do one-to-many communication so much easier now than ever before in history. But it's also created challenges where like, there's so much noise now. How do you get anyone to listen to you? Which is the same challenge we had before cell phones. Like, there's no one around. I can't get anyone to listen to me. <laughs> well, now we got the smartphones and the internet. There's so much noise. I can't get anyone to listen to me. Same problem, right? There's nothing new under the sun. Again, another biblical principle. So you've got to know what principles have always been around and what will always be around as you start to say, okay, what odds of success do I have with this business model? Meaning look around. Others are already succeeding or have already succeeded with it if it's a good idea. If it's truly something that you think is so brand new, the world has never seen it before, that just tells me you haven't done your homework yet. <laughs> you haven't researched enough because other people have risen and fallen with that exact same idea countless times throughout history. You're just not operating with enough honesty about the concept to do the research because it's out there. 
And don't be fooled into thinking, well, others are already doing it, so I guess I can't. No, that's where the hot action is, is stuff that's already out there. When I got into teaching people how to sell on eBay and wrote a book on it, there were hundreds of books. When we launched the Proven Amazon course, now there weren't any other courses out there, but there are plenty of other books and plenty of other people talking about it. So the Proven Amazon course has been around longer than any of them at this point because the people who were around when I started, they're not doing it anymore. And we've seen numerous courses and three and five and $8,000 offers pop up over the years and vanish. And they hire teams of hundreds of people and then down to zero six months later. And here we are kind of trudging along, little company. Our students become our most successful coaches. And when they move on, that's great. That's fine. You know, we applaud them and support them. And, but here comes another wave of successful students saying, hey, I'd love to be a coach. You know, that's our business model. Are we the first ones to do that? No, I'm sure we're not. Using your successful students or customers to become advocates and help you propel your message forward. That's been done many times before. We can model after that if we're smart. So what does success look like? in the business that you're doing? Are you in a community of people, better yet, that are doing it? That's even more powerful, which we offer, by the way. We have a free Facebook group, 66,000 plus people hanging out, doing this all over the world. Jump in, ask your questions. I've been told many times by industry experts that we are crazy for putting all of our highest end coaching students in a group. Now we offer them other things too, obviously, but we put them in a group together People tell me I'm crazy for doing that. We put them in a group with all of our new students. We put them in a group with all of our prospects who don't know what Amazon is. They come in and say things like, you mean I can sell on Amazon? And they're saying that in front of people who have multi-million dollar businesses on Amazon. And we all get along and we all like each other. And if you don't like it, you don't have to hang out there. But I'm saying the positive energy that comes from having everybody under one roof is incredible. So when I say what success are other people having... Have you studied the success of the model that you're looking at? We've got it right there, laid out for you for free, right under your nose to examine with the models that we teach. That if you're looking at something else or you're feeling burnout, those are some questions you need to ask. Who are the people who are succeeding? Can I get in contact with them? Can I rub shoulders with them? Can I see what challenges they're running into? Those are the questions you need to ask yourself. Because if you can't and you feel like you're isolated and you're on an island because your idea is so unique and it's never been done before, well, you're stuck in your own little box again. And so many of the, these questions, you'll kind of notice a theme. If you get stuck in your own little isolated box, that's not a good thing. That's very bad. You want to be out, bumping shoulders, relationships, in the mix with others, asking questions. We hear it time and time and time again. You've heard it from our podcast multiple times where people come to our events, our live events, and they go from skeptic slash critic to raving fan excited because of the conversations they had. Not so much of the great speakers on stage. They probably couldn't remember a thing that I said from stage at any of the events, including people who've been to every one of them. And that's fine. I'm fine with that. Maybe a moment here or two that they recall, and that's it from what I had to say. But the conversation in the hallway with another real person who's a few steps ahead of where they are that gets them excited and fired up and gives them a few very tangible, go do this right now type of tips those are invaluable. That leads to those lifelong relationships. So again, don't trap yourself. Don't isolate yourself in a box and think you're going to plow through and create the next best business. That's not how it works. It's about getting out, rubbing shoulders, meeting people, having conversations, getting on the phone, which is my next question. 
And this seems like a weird one. Podcast episode number 236. I dove into this one deep. So if you like this topic, episode number 236, not too long ago, I called it the superpower that so many people take advantage of that any of us could have anytime we want. It's a business superpower, picking up the phone, calling people up. How's business? What are you doing? What are you working on? How can I help? Is there something we could do together? Fill me in on your challenges. Let's go through this with each other. That is so incredibly powerful and so few people do it. So if the business you're starting to get into puts you on a lonely island where you're not having the opportunity to do those kinds of things, you're heading in a bad path. If the opportunity that you're stepping into, however, leads you into the opportunity to have those kinds of conversations, to bump shoulders with other people who are doing it successfully, who are in the struggle, who are in the fight, and you can learn from each other and sharpen each other, that's a great direction to go into. Now, what if you have a hobby and you like writing poetry in isolation for a week at a time out in the middle of nowhere? Is Jim saying that's a terrible idea? No, I would call that more, you know, relaxation time. You know, finding that time to relax, I guess I would say. You're not trying to write a book that's going to be the thing that supports you and your family with that, I would hope, because that's not a good idea. That's, that's going to be a very difficult, very long shot type of business strategy because you're isolating, you're pulling yourself away from others, you're putting yourself in the middle of nowhere. And yes, it, it's good to find those times of prayer and we need to build that into our routine. It's good to find those times of meditation and calming. But if you do just that and you want to do as much of that as possible and get away from people all the time, that's something in you that needs fixed. That's an unhealthy place to be. You want to be adding people to your life constantly. Your list of friends needs to be growing constantly. The list of people that you could call and connect with, that needs to be a list that's growing, not shrinking, to be healthy. 100% biblical concept. I could show it to you over and over and over again for those of you who care. And again, the reason I'm using the Bible as this reference point is because there's nothing better out there. All of Western civilization was built on these concepts, biblical concepts. You don't need to go find new truths and new principles that hopefully may work someday. These are what built the strongest economies the world has ever seen, these concepts. Does that mean everybody was a Christian doing it? No, of course not. Biblical principles are so powerful that it doesn't matter what your belief system is. They just work. And one of them is you want to be adding people to your life, not removing people from your life. You want to be growing your circle of influence and people that like to be around you, not shrinking that circle. It's a very basic concept, but some people just haven't grasped it yet. They haven't, they haven't internalized that yet. So run your business making decisions through that filter. Okay, so let's jump over to the next one. Be honest with yourself. How much time can I commit to this? Am I stretching myself too thin if I get into this? And the question that goes along with it is, how much of my free time could I or should I give up in order to pursue this? Is it worth it? One thing that our culture, our Western culture, really emphasizes to a very unhealthy level, I think if we're honest, we'll all agree, entertainment just isn't that important. The time spent on whatever your hobbies are, you know, look at your phone. It's got the data on there. It'll tell you, you can get that app. I think the iPhone comes with it automatically. How many hours of screen time? What apps was I on? If it's anything where you're swiping up or swiping left or playing a video game, cut it down to just a fraction of what it is now and very intentionally carve out that time. And I'll tell you, we're losing our ability to focus for long periods of time. I'm noticing it in my own life. And I don't know if that's part of that's 
you know, as you age, it's harder for you to focus for long periods of time, you know, because all of us are older than we were a few years ago, right? So you maybe notice, man, it's harder to focus. I think a lot of it, though, is, is the way we consume screen information, media. It used to be, you know, TV was about as bad as it got. Well, now it's like, you know, you're just swiping and hitting a reset for 15 seconds of entertainment at a time. And that's just mind numbing. It, it destroys your creativity. Modern psychology will tell you that. The screen and the way we consume content now is so destructive for our creativity. So here's a little tip I'll give you. If this is you and you're struggling to find that that time where I can concentrate and really focus in and, and accomplish a lot, create. I love brown noise and you can get on YouTube and find many sources of brown noise for free. But for me personally, putting in my earbuds, putting on some headphones, I find that the hours of productive work just fly by when I get myself into that zone. I'll look down, it's noon, I'll look up and it's three. Wow, what just happened? I just crammed in three hours of focused, intense work with this brown noise that's almost like, it's. it reminds me of the, um, if you're listening to ocean waves, it's just that lowest tone of ocean wave. Not the high, like that staticky sound, but the lower, you know, not as annoying for me anyway. Some people like the white noise. I like the brown, but give it a shot. Let me know what you think if you if you like that tip. I've told a lot of people that tip and I've, I've had many people thank me for it. It's a great way to just drown out the noise because you'll be amazed how many noises you're observing, you know, subconsciously in any given moment and it just blocks them all out. It's great reading background noise. It's great work. If you've just got to plow through 30 emails and you just got to do it, put on some brown noise and just watch. It's like, for me at least, and for many others I've heard. So hopefully... Hopefully that helps you. Okay, so that's a little hack that hopefully you can apply. Um, let's look at my what other questions I have here. Are you considering the unique advantages that you have when you're evaluating different business opportunities or when you're trying to decide if this one's right for me or not? One good way to find out what unique advantages you have is to talk to other people in your life. Say, hey, do you see me doing this well? You know, What are your instincts? Do you think I could do this? Have them give honest feedback. Guys, you're crazy if you're married not to ask your wife this question because her instincts are so much better than yours on you and what you're capable of. It's amazing how God wired them to have that insight. Or even you know, a mom or a trusted friend who's female, guys, you're nuts not to ask them these questions. And, and ladies, ask your friends in your life as well. And we guys may even have some insights, but typically I think that when it comes to insight and knowing what people are truly capable of and knowing what they're really made of, there's just something God given inside of ladies that it's just, it's instinctual. It's that, that sixth sense, if you will, of like, I just, I don't see you doing that business very well. You know, that just doesn't seem like a fit. If my wife ever said that to me about one of the things I'm experimenting with, that just doesn't seem like a good fit. It's it's gone. <laughs> Whether I think it's a great idea or not, it's gone because she's seeing things that I just don't see. Are you asking your friends and people you trust, the people that love you, do you see me doing this? Does it seem like a good fit? And what unique advantages might I have based on, and some of these unique advantages could just be where you live. You know, that's another one of the reasons we love the Amazon replants model is where you live within a short distance of wherever you are. There are products right now that would just go nuts on Amazon if they're not already going nuts on Amazon that you can source more easily than any of the rest of us can. And you can sell those to a global audience. You have unique advantages baked into your geographic location, no matter where you are in the world. It's just a fact. We've seen it over and over and over again. 
well, I'm in a big city. Anybody could buy them. Well, no, you're in a big city, a certain region of the world that a lot of other people can't access. Well, I'm in a small town. Well, you've got small town products that none of the rest of us are ever going to see. And you can access those. And, oh, by the way, we've got the internet, which means you can access all kinds of stuff from all over the world. I love the story. It's been about 30 episodes or so ago of the guy we interviewed who lives in uh, Manhattan, I think it was. He lives in basically, you know, very busy, very populated part of New York. And he just looks for trucks that have names on them that he can't find on Google. And if it's a truck that he can't find on Google, he knows, hey, there's some, there's some potential here. I'm going to, I'm going to go to that company and see if I could sell their stuff on Amazon because obviously they've got a support system for making products for distributing products, but they're not on Amazon yet. And they're not on Google yet. You know, could be a huge home run and he's found several winners that way. Okay. So in starting to wrap this episode up, I think I've given you some, some good content, some good ideas. Are you being honest about your learning style? Maybe you're trying to learn from videos and audios when you're better off having some handholding and getting on the phone. Maybe you are a phenomenal candidate for our coaching program, for example. And that's not just a commercial for a coaching program. There's many people who said, hey, I tried to listen to the audios. I tried to watch the videos. But until I got a coach, I was getting on the phone, getting on Zoom, building a relationship, having someone I could interact with live. I really started, it started to click. I learned so much so fast. Maybe you need a coach. Maybe you need to change your learning style. Are you being honest about your learning style? Maybe you're not. So try out coaching if you haven't yet. We've got a phenomenal coaching program. I'll stick a link in the show notes. If you're trying to learn Amazon, we're better at it than anyone in the world, I would propose. But no matter what it is you're trying to learn, are you in denial about your learning style? So know it, learn it. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole a whole lot because there's all kinds of content created on that. So here's the next one. Uh, and this has to do with isolating once again, but are you contributing to the community that you're a part of? Because if you're not then you're in isolation. So you haven't really given the concept an honest shot until you start contributing to the community of other people who are in a similar place as you and you're building relationships there. So how are you contributing is the question I would ask you to be honest about. Our Facebook group is a great place to go. Finding other people who sell online in your local community, getting together with them for coffee, having conversation, that's another way. Contribute. If you've done anything at all, you're already well ahead of some other people that you could be mentoring. And the biblical model here is who are you mentoring and who are you being mentored by? You need to answer those questions at all times. Who are you mentoring? Who am I being mentored by? You'd better have some good people in those niches or you're not on a healthy path. In business, same thing. How are you contributing to the community around you? If you're not contributing and you're just soaking it up like a sponge, well, you know, there's a reason the Dead Sea is the Dead Sea. Water only flows in. Everything dies. There's nothing flowing out. It's a very stale place to be in life if everything is only flowing in. Okay, so I told you there's a biblical principle behind all of these. This isn't Dim just talking off the top of his head. <laughs> there's good stuff behind each of these questions. But I think this has been a really good one. Let me, let me end here. I've got a few others I could have hit, but I think I'm going to end here and keep this a fairly short episode. Who are the most important people in your life? Are they served well by what I'm doing right now? Because you don't have to look far to find people who found financial success while sacrificing the relationship with their spouse, with their kids, etc. The biblical concept is here. You'll never be a better parent than you are a spouse. You'll never be a better business person than you are a parent. That means spouse first, kids next, business third. And if that gets out of order, you're, you're creating a mess. It's not going to be worth it. 
I'm just telling you right now, I've seen it play out over and over and over again. It just won't be worth it. So hopefully you found this useful and enjoyed the challenging questions here. Got the wheels turning. There's a good handful of other questions I could have asked, but I think I'm going to leave it right here because that's plenty to chew on. And if you guys enjoyed this episode, let me know and I'll throw some more questions out there like this on the on the next one. But God bless you, business building warrior. You've got what it takes to build an incredible business, either on Amazon or wherever else it is that you're pouring your effort and creative energy and serving others. That's all business is, serving others creatively, creating value. You can do it. We're in your corner. We're praying for your success. We're here to help with any questions you have. Can't wait to do another episode like this one again real soon. We'll talk to you then. Hey, one last thing before we end this episode, I want to thank our sponsor, buymyskew.com. They're doing a really good job serving sellers in our community, people who sell on eBay, Walmart, Amazon. If you've got excess inventory that you want to get rid of, jump over to buymyskew.com. Use the promo code SILENT50. That's the word SILENT, then the number five, then the number zero. That gets you half off your listing fees. It's a good way to sell your excess inventory to other sellers. Maybe you're having problems selling it where you are. Someone else, somewhere else, can grab that inventory and sell it. It's a good way to move that dead pile, as some of us call it. Jump over there if you're looking for inventory that you want to grab at a nice discount price, or if you've got some inventory you're willing to part with and you want to just get rid of that pile, clear out your garage, clear out that corner of your warehouse, buymyskew.com. Go check them out. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.